I told you, I told him I was like, we'll save it for next year. I was like, we already have stuff lined up. Well, we already did it. The Freddy Cougar thing? Yeah. That was the last week's. That was the beginning of last week's episode. Was it? Are was you sure it? that wasn't Halloween? We didn't use that for last week's. You guys went one, two drummers. Oh, yeah. That's why I, I yeah, told yeah, my yeah. dad we did that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I, I like the intro intro. I always feel bad because whenever he has an idea, he sits with it for like way too long and he always gets like excited. And I'm convinced that like when have you ever had an idea and then you think about it and your buddy goes like, you've been next to somebody, they haven't said anything and they go, hey, you know what I've been thinking? And they tell you, and it's exactly what you've been thinking. Does that ever happen to you guys? No. No? Deja vu? Dude, I had some today. Uh, but no, like... Like a cereal? No, actually. Deja vu loops? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, no, but like there'll be times where I'll be sitting, and then somebody will say what I was thinking, and I'm yeah. convinced that like energy transferred. I feel like that happens with dad a lot. He'll like sit with an idea, and he'll be like, hey, Bubba, you know what I was thinking? And then he'll tell me. And you I'm know like, why? And I just did that. Why? Because I stared at him while he sleeps and I transmit energy through my brain waves that's, to his. That's not weird. That's like, not weird at all. You're going to buy me a new car. You're going to buy me a new car. So you basically do with your dad what you do with your phone to get you ads. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. That's how exactly how it works. But he wanted us to, um, I only caught the, I caught like halfway through that. What do you want to do? He wanted us to use the Freddy Krueger song with the children in the background as our intro. But like the one, two, Freddy coming for you. Like that one. But we did that last week because we're ahead of the curve. And we've already got our intro for this week. <sighs> but before we jump into this week, shout out to the Los Angeles Dodgers, the 2020 World Series champions. Congratulations, about time. you guys. It's about time. I have a, I'm not a huge baseball fan myself. but I'm I haven't watched for, any of the games. I'm happy for the, the city of LA and... I they've been the heartbreak team for the last like three four years three, four years that's so, crazy that's a big comeback and as being 49ers fans we know what heartbreak feels like oh every time twice and so actually. I have a lot of diehard Dodgers fans and I empathize with them every time and I'm so happy that they don't have to go through that, that this feeling year. has to be amazing oh. I'm waiting for the Niners to win a Super Bowl so I could have that feeling yep. but I haven't yet <laughs> my, my buddy just texted me he goes I'm literally crying right now I was like oh I would too oh, I cried dude. when we won the NFC championship like I, I started yeah, crying yeah. you know yeah, so, I remember that. But uh, it's a double year for the for LA now. Yeah, so now we just need the Kings. We need the Kings. Get your shit together. In the galaxy, not the Anaheim Ducks, or the Los Angeles I Angels. Like, I feel like it's LA though. Like it has to be an LA. Thing. Like, yeah, like LA. Like, you can't like the Anaheim teams. We got. We don't need no Orange County shit up in here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there's Football. that. There's that TikTok, and it's like. If you're from these areas, I want to hang out with you. And they draw like a circle around San Bernardino all the way down to L.A. And then they like skip Orange County and then circle San Diego <laughs> County. <laughs> Not wrong. But anyways, all right, David, roll this intro. Wait, does this mean I can't kiss Rachel? She just doesn't like why coconut. Would, why would you kiss Rachel? I'm just making oh, sure yeah, that, 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 too. that that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta no, be double. She just doesn't like coconut. She she can have it. Okay, so if, oh, I, but, oh, if, I, if anything does happen, I'm good. 
Yes. Yes. Not that it will. It's just more of a precaution because they get nervous with that stuff. Like, you know how, like, someone tells you, like, hey, don't bring peanuts or don't eat peanut butter or, like, don't, you know, like, have (laughs) peanut butter around this person. Hey, bro, don't eat peanut butter before you, like, make out with my girlfriend, okay? (laughs) You're all, well, I wasn't going to, but now you're like, fuck, what if I I accidentally make out with her? Yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) It's pineapple, isn't it? Yeah, it is pineapple. pineapple. But for the sake of you know, David's relationship with us and Rachel, it's also coconut, so okay. don't do that. And pizza. And, <laughs> and pizza and, and food. food. <laughs> and food anything, and air. You know, so just, just stop breathing. Wait, can she not have pizza? Not if there's certain things on it. Pineapple. Yep. And coconut. But that's okay, because <laughs> no one ever puts pineapple on pizza. Because it's the worst thing in the world. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Week 51. Week 51, guys. And as always, how the fuck are you forgetting half your shit? Dalton, you, you need to do math. This is your intro. You need to do math, you idiot. No, you go, and as always, I'm drum, and I'm drummer. You, He's you, wrong. Yo, you're fucking wrong, dumbass. You're... Motherfucker. Everybody listen are you up. playing an old podcast right yes. now? Yes. I know I'm right. We just stopped saying no, that. No, he doesn't even add in this one. Oh. He forgot. These are terrible examples. <laughs> <laughs> we fuck up a lot. All right, whatever. Fuck it. Just do your math. It's the evolution of a Wait, podcast. Start from the top. Start from the top. Okay, I'm going to say the we. You're going to do math, and then I'll introduce us. I'll say whatever the fuck I want to say. So should I just be cutting all of that out? No. If it's if it's good, keep it in. If it's not, and we sound stupid, take it out. Part of me because don't care. a year in, we should know what the fuck we're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> Run it! All right. Damn it, Dalton! Shut up! I know she's adorable. Shut up, my girl. Okay, go ahead. Jesus Christ! Sorry, ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's been bad today. All right, welcome back, everybody. Week 51. Week 51. That is 51 spooky ghosts all creeping <laughs> up your butthole. All right. That's five times five equals 25. Plus 10 equals 35. Plus five equals 40. Plus 10 equals 50. Plus one spooky little ghost equals 51. Oh, Casper. Casper. And Fuck as always, Casper. we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I. I'm drummer. And as always, this is a normally a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's. But so, but well, we're not gonna talk <laughs> But the three S's that we normally have that we totally remember all the time have changed. And now there's spooky S's. Snakes. Science. And snorkels. How? <laughs> that is actually a fear of Dalton's. Dalton hates snorkeling. Oh bro, it's because I can't I breathe through my nose and I can't breathe through that. Unless they give me the full face mask one, but I know they don't do that for everybody. And I would have to like spend a lot more money just to have that. I can't. So would you ever get a mold of your face? I don't know if I could do it. That would be terrifying. Because they only have you breathe out through a little straw. I think I would have to practice. What's the scenario that you would need that? Like other than like, you know, car accident, facial reconstruction. Um, Usually like some girls will do it. Mm. I know porn stars will do it so they can like get like. Oh, make like blowjob dolls or whatever? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, So get a form of their face on there. Like just mainly just their mouth. So I'll have you to, think like, people would know? Like, oh, this is not realistic. 
Uh, well, like, they, they, like her her lip has like a little divot right there. They do videos about how, when they did it. Oh, and they promote it. So yeah, I mean, they, it, it's usually pretty legit. But I can imagine also of them faking it. You know? Yeah. What is up, Dalton, <laughs> dude? How's your week been, man? Uh, and yes, that is a loaded question. It is a loaded question. It's been a it's been quite the journey for me recently. Um, I'm learning a lot about myself, and I think I'm just gonna keep it at that because fuck it. Who cares? We're in spooky season, bitch. What about you? How's your week been? My week has been good. Um, very busy, just a lot of different things. Honestly. I, I feel like I've said yes to too many things recently, so now all the deadlines are soon. So Man, I mean, it is I'm, October. It is spooky. That's pretty scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. Deadlines. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. I like yeah. it. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, everything's good. Everything's good. Dodgers won, which is super sick. Uh, it's Halloween. Yeah, guys, put your little Halloween pants on because it's getting crazy out there. Dude, and put, keep your mask on, though, and too. Keep your mask on. Keep Don't, your mask on. Don't be spreading the COVID. Just everybody be a ninja this year. The COVID. That's spooky. Uh, dude, are you? Uh, what's your costume? Nothing. I don't like dressing up. Never have. Never will. I mean, I'll dress if I have to. But the thing is, I just really don't. I don't find the like the. I don't know. I just don't. I'd rather just go to a Halloween party and just drink, than go to a Halloween party have to be uncomfortable in a costume and then drink. You what know. If the, what if the costume was? Uh, you're you're this guy that's always asleep from Tower of God. I I told everybody I'm coming as an alcoholic. Oh, nice. So I just come with all the alcohol. Ooh, that Tower of God one sounds really good. Right? Like I feel like you could just so I haven't watched it. Huh? I haven't watched Tower of God. Ugh. There's a character who's always like sleepy. So oh, really? Oh, he's literally always walking around wrapped up in a blanket. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of like the guy from uh, Charlie Brown, the one that always is stinky and has his little rag. Yeah. Linus. 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 Uh, dude, David, how's your week? How do you like your shirt now that you have it? Yeah, Small. okay, wait, hold on, there's a story behind this. So David, um, you know, as we ordered our shirts for everybody, um, except, you know, our producer forgot to order Drummer his shirt, so I am without a new Drummer Drummer shirt. It's I fine. didn't forget to order you so a you shirt. You didn't ask for one. You okay, have, I didn't think I would have to. I'm literally one piece of the podcast. You have the prototype. Yeah, it doesn't mean I don't want the new ones. Why? You... I... Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I understand, but in the moment before all this happened, I thought it was going to turn out the way I wanted it to, so I wanted one, but none of you guys put my name on the list. You guys literally didn't even think about me. You know what? The, the, you know what? the other host, the it co-host. It was that business meeting, the business meeting that he's not a part of. That's when we... The co-host of the fucking podcast you guys forgot to get a <laughs> fucking shirt for for their own last name that's on the damn shirt. Actually, Do you understand no. how fucked up that is? Oh, dude. You know what I just realized? We have the same last name? Uh, No, I do that. (laughs) No, Dalton and I, you know what? I'm going to hold off on this. No, fucking say it, bitch. No, 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 no. Trust me, because I want us to do it. Dirty little hoe. And then that'll be a really good intro to the podcast. So I'm going to hold off. Oh, we're saving it for not this episode. Not this episode, yeah. Because we need to make a purchase first. Don't worry, Dalton. You'll definitely get the next shirt that we make. Yeah. The one you know you the, the one, one I'm that, probably most excited about. The one you've designed yourself. You designed a shirt? Oh, geez, you that's funny because it. like you know I'm another host of the podcast and I haven't been told any of this. Well, Matt, you go to sleep right after the podcast, so no, there's I reason get up for that. early. So I get up the same fucking time you do, bitch. We literally both join, we get we get. To you're the gonna gym. start feeling it because now that you're back at work, you're gonna start feeling <laughs> it. Well, we, we save daylight savings is also this week. So it's going to get a lot yeah, easier. Yeah, do we gain an hour? Do I sleep more or less? Fall back. I, that means nothing to me. Do I sleep more or less? It means you sleep more. I've asked this question to gonna, seven people, you're still and gonna they wake all up. are so sure of the answer. And then 
I end up accidentally confusing both of us, and I don't know. Daylight savings is the most confusing time in my life. Is that Bella? That's ice. No, it's ice. Oh, it's our other dog. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you're gonna when you wake up at five o'clock, four thirty, whenever, like you normally do, it's gonna be even spookier because you're gonna be waking up at three thirty. So I lose sleep. You gain sleep. Is when you four- wake up, when your brain wakes you up at 4.30 brain time, the clock is going to read 3.30. Oh, oh, I see. I see. I see. Yes. God, I'm Thank so, you. I'm in love with this. See, I'm drinking this on Friday. See, we need brain time versus actual time. It's so brain refreshing. time versus it's clock so time. so refreshing. That was, like the, that was the missing link. The pineapple. What are you drinking, Dalton? It's coconut. The coconut. <laughs> I'm drinking... We didn't think this would work because we had Palomas earlier this weekend. Me and Mo had a great time. And uh, now I'm doing Malibu and Squirt. And honestly, it's one of the best drinks I've had. It's really good. I'm like really enjoying it. It's like tasty, you know, a little fruity. Um, I think next time we could do put a little sugar around the rim, you know, have a little fun with it. I, I'm down for that. This is good, man. I'm happy where I'm at right now. This is some good shit. I wish, wish we had more. We ran out of squirt already. All right. So let's jump into our topics today. Last week, a spooky season, guys. Previously on Drum and Drummer Podcast. That was a good voice. So you guys have heard some of our stories. You've heard uh, you know, our little ghost stories to our bigger ghost stories to uh my sarcophagus story that apparently some people don't believe which is perfectly fine you're allowed to feel your opinions but you're wrong and uh you know i uh want to say thank you guys for listening again i know that uh it things are just gonna kind of get creepier uh from here uh but just stick around enjoy the podcast you know this is you guys are allowed to take anything that we say with a grain of salt do whatever you want to do with that um but these are our experiences and we're just gonna go through with it i think we're irrational that's cool like, most people think that about me all the time. I anyway. think you're rational. I think I'm highly irrational. Dude, I'm pretty sure I'm irrational. What is it? Wait, hold I, on. I do some irrational what shit. What does that mean? Rational David? and irrational, David. Dictionary? It means that it you don't make sense. Like, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's David, the that's the most irrational thing you've ever most, said. <laughs> that's the worst dictionary David thing I've ever heard. You want dictionary, David? You want Diamond David? <laughs> Diamond David. Diamond David. No, it's Diamond This podcast Dave. has gone nowhere for the past 20 minutes. Yep. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Irrational. It is a number that is a real number that cannot be expressed as a ratio of integers. I don't think that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I'm confused. That's irrational. Irrationality is cognition, thinking, talking, or acting without inclusion of rationality. (laughs) (laughs) David's displeasure with that definition (laughs) is my favorite thing. It's an action or opinion given through inadequate use of reason or through emotional distress or cognitive deficiency. All this is maybe fucking more. So basically, like, if someone is using like a logic or a reason, irrational doesn't fit that or it's like heavily based in like an emotional distress or uh because you're stupid you know what we're, <laughs> <laughs> thanks that's dictionary with david that's a new segment we literally just made <laughs> dictionary with david now now i would say me matthew are just rationally irrational and let's just go with that for now um but yeah so we're gonna get to some uh more stories 
we'll see where tonight takes us. Guys, just uh, buckle up. Um, you know, Mitchell, get under the covers. Um, and uh, D- Caleb, please put on your seatbelt. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're always driving ride. when you listen to this one. Yeah, Caleb listens to this shit at like... He's an avid Seven. listener. Wait, hold he's on. An, he's an he's an avid, avid listener in the morning. Yeah. So this past it's, weekend, it's him. Yeah, him and Heather are always like yeah, right, right there in the on morning. Top. No, but last this past weekend, we went down to see our cousin down at Fallbrook, and uh, I made Dalton not listen to the podcast so we could all listen to it on the car right there. So we call Caleb to see where he's at because naturally he's running, he's running late. Do you normally listen to it right there in the morning? I usually just listen to the intro, to be honest. And so we call Caleb, and we're like, yo, uh, did you, uh, like, when are you coming here, don't listen to the podcast because we want to go. And it's like maybe 8.30, and Caleb's like, oh, I already listened to it. And we're like, what? You listened to it already? And he goes, guys, I'm an avid listener. (laughs) And he said it like three times throughout the day. He was very proud of that statement. Which is, he must have a lot of time because the last time I saw him, he was like, I was listening to it, and then halfway through, I had to take a break. I put on my Bible podcast. And then I came back <laughs> yeah, he said it, it freaked him out a little bit. Yeah. Which but so true. to cap this mini series that we have called Paranormal, you guys have covered your first encounters. You guys have covered the weird, uh, not ghost, but other paranormal experiences. And then you guys have covered ghosts as well with yeah. your um, sensitivities. You've told maybe 12 to 15 stories. How many... How much of a percentage is that? True. <laughs> how much of that? How much of a percentage is that of your total amount of encounters and experiences? I say a good amount. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a good amount of stories, but it's not like if we could really if we had really had this time to sit down and really think about all our stuff, I think we'd have a lot more. Um, like I just keep I remember things randomly at times. So like I'll tell a story in, like in a little bit where it's like just kind of popped in my head earlier this week that I was like, Oh, I, remember, I forgot that happened, you know, but stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. Have you had any experiences this week? This week? Uh, you said you had some deja vu. I, I have that all the time though. Okay. Um, well, it's not important though. No, I just, so I, I think thoughts become things, right? I think that when we think things, it gives off a frequency or an energy. So things tend to become attracted to it. Yeah. Um, so just some like really, I wouldn't like, and so here's the thing is like, whenever I have an experience, I literally try and debunk it, right? Like I try and figure out like, okay, like last week with the whole, you know, condo and the people that moved in after my aunt and uncle left and all that stuff, like things tend to get confirmed later on. Right. So for instance, so ever since we started talking about this stuff and I do realize, I do recognize this, the more. I talk about this stuff with individuals or with like you guys, like the more things start to happen, like just random things, whether that's like more nightmares because it's on my mind or like random things in the house, random things in in my room, you know, stuff like that. So since we've done this, if you heard me in the first episode of this series, I said I wasn't going to be sleeping this month and I've held true to that. Um, Nothing that I can really like tell like as to what it is but i just haven't been able to sleep like in my room like i'll be up you know every couple of hours um my closet feels really weird i was gonna Uh, tell you i I don't know if we talked about this last week but um this happened like last wednesday when i had the door open in the bathroom and i was brushing my teeth getting ready for bed and you had your door open but you were you were playing video games or something and so 
uh, we were, I was brushing my teeth and just getting ready for bed, and I heard a whisper from your bedroom. And I, I like looked, and I was like, I'll let fucking Matt deal with that. Yeah. And I kept brushing my teeth and went to bed. I didn't even think about it. But yeah, yeah I was like, I was, I was planning on telling you, I just kept forgetting to tell you those things. Yeah, no, this is why I don't like talking about this shit. Because every time I do, like, stuff starts to happen, things start creaking and cracking, I can't sleep, I have nightmares. And it's not just me, because Monique's been over, and recently she's been having nightmares here too, so. Yeah, Monique had two nightmares last uh-huh. night. Uh-huh, yes she did. And so I haven't, I know something's there, I don't know what it is, we made a deal, it leaves me alone, I get to do my thing. And exactly. it's worked out so far. She's so. like, she's probably like, good insurance, great job selling. Why is it a she? I don't know, I just go automatically go to a girl, but... Mm-hmm. To me, it's more creepy. You know what I'm really scared of? It's like old ladies. Like old, old ladies that like are like too skinny for the their wrinkles. own good. Huh? The wrinkles? Yeah, wrinkles. Like I- I've had some pretty gnarly dreams where there's been like old ladies in there. Literally, I won't sleep for the rest of the night. I'll wake up from it freaked out and I won't sleep for the rest of the night. There's something about old ladies that freak me the fuck out. Well, isn't the lady from Hustler old and wrinkly? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a little a little witch lady. Yeah, she was. Fucking freaked me out. She had gross hands. I hate that. But um yeah, so that's my thing is like I think the more we talk about it and then also I think that animals can sense this thing and I have a theory that insects are actually really sensitive and track like spiritual activity. So the other day they've been on the table. Uh-huh. So the other day and recently we've had an ant problem in the house. It can be the fruit, whatever. You can rationalize it however you want. This is my theory. And this is my podcast. So fucking listen. This is canon, bro. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, but so, you know, we've had ant problems recently. We didn't have them last summer. Um, we're just as messy. Not too much has changed. But then the other day I come home from the gym first thing in the morning and I'm walking into the house and I see this bird and it's literally trying to fly in through Dalton's window. And I stop and I take a second and I look and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it's not like, it's not a hummingbird. It's not a bird. It was just a normal, like not a crow. It was like some brown bird. It was trying to fly in and then it was trying to fly into the door. And then I said, hey, get the hell out of here. And I went to go swat it and it flew away. And I was like, hmm, interesting. So I walk in the house. There's a bird. You went up to it? You you actually went up to the bird? I was half asleep still. But but yes, I did. Matthew has a fear of bird if we, we all don't know that. What, what? So, yeah, so it, like, flew away or whatever, and I walked in the house. And then just, like, ever since this month, like, I just don't like talking about it because, like, stuff starts getting fucking attracted, and there's whispers in my room, and to I can't the bird? sleep. Huh? You don't like talking about the bird? No, I don't like... Shut up. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't like talking about, like, ghost shit because, like, stuff starts happening, and then I have to fucking deal with it. <laughs> Matt's in bed, like, should I have blocked the bird? The bird's gonna haunt me. <laughs> no, but I, I, I do think that there's something weird in your room, for sure. It's I don't know what... my room. Why? Okay, you were going on. You came inside. I came inside, and then just weird shit happens. Like, my door's been closing and opening. Fucking whispers in my room. I told Dalton to go in there. Because like, he's so sensitive. I'm like, bro, go fucking figure it out for me. He walks in there. He's like, well, my breathing got weird. I'm like, you have asthma, and it's smoky outside. <laughs> Tells me nothing. <laughs> so, well, what happened on your table? Nothing. We've just had a really bad ant problem, and I haven't been able to figure it out. And we don't know where they're coming from. I just wish. To me, it's just more protein, baby. Just more protein, more that gains. Is disgusting. Yeah, well, you live and you learn. You know what I mean. Yeah, but so, uh, we'll start off with you know a good warm up story. One that hold I, on, tell them what our topic is for today. Our topic is demons. Um, 
and uh, to a lot of people, demons are from like the devil, from what, hell. Yeah, that, I think that was my first question. That's why I was asking if anybody did research. Like, what's okay. the difference between a ghost, a spirit, and a demon? Uh, I figured you guys would know that. I I well my my yeah. my definitions of everything is uh you know ghosts and spirits are kind of the same thing, uh they're both like just souls that haven't found their way yet or they're just kind of lost in a repetitive state. Um, I think for demons though it's more of a um uh, it's it connects deeper with an energy that you have, um it connects to your emotion to your soul, and then uh there's high probability of like possessions taking place or um you know they, they just try to it's just a darker darker experience overall for most people and so normally um for demons it's um at least from from my experiences it seems to connect highly with emotion and um and just kind of you know uh energies and you know high energies and like normally like when you deal with the spirit, like you can control it, you can tell it no, you can move it and tell them to do things. But uh, you know, from 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 a standpoint, from like with my experiences, I realized that it doesn't really care. It's it's a lot stronger. First of all, it doesn't give a fuck, and it will do what it wants to do. And you actually have to like, you know, know either you know the word of God or know some type of thing that you've done to push it away. You know, some people don't, you know, believe in God or doing that stuff. So they have to turn to, you know, either some some form of Wiccan or, you know, something that has, you know, a higher power in a sense. Um, but I didn't look too much into the whole Wiccan aspect of uh, demonology. But I do know that there are different types of demons. You know, they, they say that there's like demons of gluttony. There's demons of uh, jealousy. There's so essentially like kind of like the seven deadly sins. But for so many, version. like, demon of anger, like, there's a demon of, like, you know, like, a, just demons of different emotions. And it and if you have that certain emotion, it's heavy in that emotion, you attract that type of demon if you come by it. Goes back to what I was saying earlier about talking about stuff. It gets attracted. Thoughts become things, people. No, that's definitely a thing. The more you talk about it, the more you're open to it. So, you know. Well, I looked it up, and uh, ghosts, so the way it defines it is ghosts are simply spirits of people they are are i guess souls of people who just have not moved on to the next realm whatever the next thing is they are still here whether by choice whether by not who knows but they are defined as the spirits of a being poltergeists are more of a form of energy that is usually manifested by someone in the house it takes on it takes on the description of a spirit or something because things are moving on their own. So it's easy to ascribe them to being to a spirit, but usually it's, it's just a form of energy that it comes from something in wherever it's happening. Demons are not of human metal. They're solely from uh, in a Christian world from hell, from their pure malevolence and pure evil in a spirit form. Yeah. So if ghosts are spirits of humans, demons are spirits of evil. And I know and they only have one intent and that is to cause evil. Yeah, and I know that, you know, there like there are demonic cults, <clears throat> if not other types of cults that do pray to demons. Well, and- that's because demons are also described as being 
uh, lower gods. Yes. They're not the devil, but they're lower gods. They're yeah. still a type it's, of god. It's like to one with to more of a specific powers. specific thing. Like yes. like if you think about it like God is like the one god overall, you know, everything. But like for demons, it seems like there's one demon that can do a certain thing for you. And if you want that one thing, you just pray to that one demon. So that that is a really big thing. Demonic cults are almost everywhere, if not getting bigger now. Um, we, me, and Matthew have had, you know, a, like not many experiences, but um, enough. And uh, we'll get into that. But we're gonna start off with a like, little warm up story instead of just dumping straight into to demons and shit like that. It's heavy. Uh, let me see. Um, I was thinking about this one today. So there was this one time where we went to uh, we went to the Roosevelt Hotel. Uh, it was me, my mom, my dad, and I think did Jessica. Yeah. So it was us four. We all went over there and we were uh, walking around. The thing is, with my dad, he just tends to just go where he wants. He doesn't really ask for a lot of permission. He just is like, if they don't tell us no, then we're good. So we, we just went into like this haunted elevator. So the Roosevelt Hotel, if nobody knows, is in Hollywood. And it's known to be one of the most haunted hotels in, I think, what, like California? Right? Something like that? So it's pretty haunted. And so we go through and we, we, we're in the... We're in the elevator, and I know that at some point the elevator is known for like causing a- apparitions to pop up in the mirror. Um, nothing happened with us, so we go. We're walking around. Um, I don't honestly have no idea where we're at. For somehow, some reason, we end up in the ballroom. Now the ballroom is huge, but there's nothing in it. They were not doing any any anything to celebrate or anything, so it was just pretty chill. So we're walking around. My mom's taking pictures of everything. And I was like, hey, Dalton, go go over there with Jasmine. Go take a picture, you know, by the uh, by those like two little by the, by the wall over there. So we go, we walk to the side and we take a picture. And so don't think anything of it. Mom just keeps taking pictures. And so finally, we like start heading home. It's a pretty fun day. You know, got some good food, hung out. So uh, finally, we're at home. I'm sitting on the couch with my mom. My mom's going through the pictures and she's freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And I was like, what? So most of the pictures were just a lot of orbs, which is also a sign of energy that there are spirits there. So there's a bunch of orbs everywhere. And I'm talking like a lot. It was really weird. And then there was this one picture that freaked me out. So I took a picture with Jessica and we're on like there's a side of the wall. We we both took a picture. And on the left side of me, a little bit farther back, there's literally a shadow shape of a little girl like just standing right there. And I'm like... You can see it. It was ridiculous how well you could see this the shadow. I don't know if my mom saw the picture or not. I'll have to ask her. But it was literally one of the creepiest things that I've ever seen. It was like like full on the whole body, everything. You could see the dress. Like it was crazy, crazy stuff. And it was just yeah. a full on picture of it. It was wild. Yeah, I remember seeing those pictures. Yeah, so we're gonna try and get that picture for you guys. But yeah, that was it. Was a really cool experience i would say but it was just very creepy to see that picture at the end of the day when like everything's done and you're not there anymore and you're like oh i had no idea that that thing was even next to me you know just a creepy feeling um cool so let's jump into some creepy shit um so i actually thought of this story probably last last week two weeks ago i can't remember i was talking to, to somebody but i went to church camp and uh it was my first time at church camp and um, as you've heard, my mother was very protective growing up, so I didn't get to um, 
leave the house too much. I was chained to my bed. Just kidding. That's not true at all. Um, so I, I was able to go. And so I was able to go with like a bunch of friends. Everybody was there and everybody was looking out for me and it, it was fine. So we go, I forget where we went. Um, somewhere near Big Red. I think it was in Lake Arrowhead somewhere. So we go. And there's a bunch of other churches that went as well. So it was kind of cool because everybody there was your age. You all, you know, in each church got a cabin. So all the boys had a cabin and, you know, we were all messing around, having fun and stuff like that. And so I remember the second day I was there, we were there for, I think it was only a weekend. So it was only like three days or whatever. Uh, We had to play this game and it was essentially soccer, but you had, you, you were tied up to somebody from a different church and so our, our legs were like bound together, right? Um, did that sound weird when I said that? Oh, okay. Um, our legs were bound together and they paired me up with this girl because I was like the last. You guys are all giving me weird looks. I don't know how to take this. Nothing. I'm just picturing the end of this and I turned to look again and it was just me with a rope around my leg. And she no was a ghost. I've never heard this story. never heard this story? Oh, okay. All right. So that's just me thinking ahead and laughing at myself. Okay. I know it's not it. Okay. So. In order to build community amongst churches, um, you know, a certain age group went to go play some, you know, icebreaker community game. So we ended up playing um, like this like soccer game, but it was like the three-legged race soccer version. So, so hard. Yeah. So you're basically like, you know, leg is tied to somebody, but I forgot something back at the cabin. So I turn around, I run back to the cabin, I grab what I need, and then I run back and... When I get there, there's also just this one little girl, a uh, little skinny white girl, and she didn't have a partner. So I run up like, hey, sorry, I'm late or whatever. And all my friends are there. And so they're like, oh, you're going to you know, be with this person. First thing out of her mouth, she goes, I don't want to play this game. And I was like, and if you know me, I'm very competitive. And I was like, all right, well, I want to play. And she's like, no, we're not playing. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I guess when you put it that way, you know, we're not playing. So I ended up like just like hanging out and talking to her. Really, really sweet girl. Uh, but she had like some fucked up past. And she would she was like telling me that like her family sent her there to be saved because they believed that there was something wrong with her. I'm not nosy and I didn't feel like I needed to ask any more questions. So I was like, okay. But I started noticing that everybody that was like in her group, they kept like looking at me and they kept giving me this like very concerned look. And I didn't understand why, like she was super nice. And so we just were talking or whatever. And um, we go and you know, the ball comes too close for me not to do something. So like I kick the ball or whatever and she kind of giggles. And then after that was over, you know, I went back with my friends, but like she kind of want, I could tell she wanted to hang out with me and she wanted to be around me. She wanted to be next to me. So I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm somebody that's nice to her. Maybe she hasn't experienced that. She has a little crush, whatever, not a big deal, whatever. So we go and we go to one of the services and I like walk in and she looks for me. I can see her looking around. It's the second she makes eye contact with me, she waves. And it's in this giant, like, not cathedral, but like auditorium. And so I wave and I sit down with my friends and, you know, we were, you know, passing notes during the sermon and we're talking or whatever. So then afterwards I walk out and I'm walking out with my youth pastor, whose name was Neil. And we go, we sit down and we kind of have like a little debrief just amongst our group. And then Neil's like, all right, you guys, 
uh, go do whatever you want for the next, you know, two hours or whatever, um, and make sure we meet back at the cabin by the time for dinner and then for night service. So I uh, come back, and right when we break up, the right when he says, all right, go ahead and do what you want, as soon as we leave, I'm not lying, as soon as we leave, she comes up to me, and she goes, hey, I think you should come get dinner with us. And I was like, ah, uh, okay, like, yeah, like, yeah sure, like, t- and I didn't, like, I would. I wanted to hang out with my friends. Like I wanted us. Like we we're gonna go back to the cabin. We we're gonna play music. We we're gonna go play football. Like do stuff that I wanted to do. Right. I didn't want to spend my time, you know, hanging out with this girl. Right. Like I. I my priorities might have been fucked up, but like that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to hit, kick it with my boys. Right. So, she tells me that, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, how do I get out of this? So then I say, I'm like, oh, you know what? Hey, go on. I'll catch up with you later. So then my youth pastor was like mad at me for like, oh, you're trying to like get with girls. But he knew who I was. So he, like, he knew that that wasn't really happening. I'm like, no, dude, she won't leave me alone. And I remember telling him that. So anyway, so she had one friend and it was kind of the same thing where she was always finding that one person. So the girl comes up to me. She goes, hey, I need to talk to you. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, what's up? And I'm thinking that she's going to tell me her friend has a crush on me and that, you know, she wants to get my phone number or whatever. And it was not that at all. She tells me, she's like, you need to stay away from her. And I was like, what do you mean? She's all, there's something really, really wrong with her. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I did kind of feel off about this girl. But, you know, I thought maybe I didn't know her, so I would just give her a chance. She goes, she was like, the family demanded that she went to this camp because she needs Jesus. And I'm all, what do you mean? And apparently... She said, the pastors at my church believe that the spirit of the devil is inside this girl. And I guess this girl has had multiple like possession experiences at their church. And they keep praying for her and praying for her. But for whatever reason, they can't get it under control, whatever is happening to her. Right. So they tell me this. And so I get freaked out. Next thing I know, I'm seeing this little girl everywhere right i'm trying to hang out with my friends and she's oh she's just trying to like hang out with me and get me alone and do it and i'm like i like no like stop so i was just i just like cut it all off i um told uh, one of my friends what was going on and you know they made sure they were with me the whole time and everything so turns out later on that you know event or whatever that she had an experience there where there was one night where it was, you know, we're all praising and worshiping and, you know, everyone's doing all these things. And I remember, like, crazy stuff was happening. Like, some kid had, was flat-footed and he had to use crutches to walk. And, you know, we were all there praying and all of a sudden he had arches in his feet. Like, they, like he was healed. I remember him running around. Like, I remember thinking that was crazy. But apparently that girl had an experience again and the pastors there had to take her out. And I never saw her after that. And so this is why I don't like exorcism movies. It's too fucking real. Right? And so I don't know what happened to that girl. I don't know what she experienced. I don't know what her intentions were with trying to, you know, be close to me. Uh, But that's not the only thing. Like, that's pretty, I don't want to say common, but, like, that's common in that environment. Because the following year... I heard a similar story with somebody a little closer to me 
where they had that type of experience because if in the environment where there's god versus the devil good versus evil in that environment where there's so much god in one place that the devil tries to prick and pull and make things try and ruin things right so the easiest way is for like somebody that's incredibly incredibly vulnerable in those situations to then you know possess or take over that individual to try and cause a ruckus um but that was my first encounter with what i believe was a demon uh and I don't know what happened. I don't even remember, really remember the girl's name at all. But I just remember even being next to her. Like the feeling of being around a demon is more sinister than being around a spirit or a ghost. Was it like one of the, I'm sorry, I know I'm interrupting, but it was just a question. Was it one of those feelings where like you didn't feel it in the moment, but then when you looked back and thought about it? Yeah, like even right now. I can yeah. f- I can feel it, and I'm like, oh, like there were bad intentions. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what it was, but there was something good was not going to come from that. What? And 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 then now thinking about it and realizing like the ops one the common sense for me to be like I don't know you, but I know something's off with her, so I'm gonna listen to the friend, right? And then also too, like just having the group that I had around me where they were just so quick to be like, oh, bro, don't even worry about it. I pitched it as she had a crush on me, right? Um, but it was just like, you know, all over the place and it's just fucking crazy, man. Do you think that has something to do with your sensitivity as to why know. you were chosen? Sometimes I feel like there's an attraction to such a good person. Like so somebody that wholeheartedly doesn't have the intention Aww. of hurting somebody. And I mean that like, honestly, like, yeah, you were young, you were, you were in a really good place, you know, you know, spiritually and stuff. And maybe, maybe that wasn't necessarily the demon. It was just more of the girl that was craving it and wanting it. Yeah. But she just couldn't get it herself. So when she saw somebody that had that purity in a sense, yeah, she was super attracted to it. You know, she just wanted to be around it because she felt like maybe it would keep the thing at bay. Like, and this is going to sound like a joke, but you know how we talked about clout chasers the other week? Like, it's kind of like that. Just chasing your clout, Just chasing bro. clout, bro. Like, like just, you know, from the sense of, like, you know, uh, this is going to sound conceited, but, like, I had something she wanted. You know what I mean? No, totally. And so it's like, she, you want to be around that because maybe you can figure out a way to do it. And it's something that, like, I tend to find myself in that situation quite a bit. This is obviously an extreme version of it, but it's like, I'll end up having friends that are just, like, you know, and that I'm not even really that close to that, like just pour everything out to me. And then like, because they want something, whether that's like advice, whether that's, you know, my upbeat personality, like I'm always happy. You know what I mean? Like it's something like that. And it's something that they're missing. And it's kind of hard because it's like, that's something I've worked to cultivate throughout, you know, years of my life. And it's like, I can't give that to you without giving myself. And I think that's kind of where things tend to get a little hairy sometimes, especially in that situation, you know, I don't know what would have happened if I, you know, did try and, you know, help her and and do all this because then all of a sudden I become more vulnerable to that. And then even the strongest person in a vulnerable state in the right situation is subject to anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think no matter how strong you are, there's always that sense of vulnerability that everybody has. It's like a natural human instinct. You know, it's like it's not bad to be vulnerable, but in a sense, it depends where you're vulnerable at. You know what I mean? So I think vulnerability is a huge thing for demons to to cling on to, at least from my experiences as well. It's always a huge thing. Yeah. 
That's a good story. I haven't heard that one before. Um, so, uh, bouncing off of Matthew's story, we'll just jump jump into some other things. Speaking of <laughs> demons, um, there's one story that my mom uh, told me when I was like maybe 14 or 15. I was older. Um, but she never told me the story before. But I think since I was getting older and I was experiencing a lot more things, she was more willing to, to tell me about her experience. And it was when she was actually pregnant with me. And she lived in the apartment that Matthew so much loves because it was just him, mom, and dad, and he was getting all the attention. Easier times. Rough times, Easy, but... Rough times, but easier. So I never understand. So, You're just a house dweller. Okay, let me talk. So, all right, guys. So for this next story, we have a little bit of a special guest, um, thanks to the fires in Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, this is uh, going to be my mom telling the story. You can call her Mrs. Mrs. Drum. Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. Drum is going to be telling the story. So um, listen up, pay attention, and uh, let's see where this goes. Okay, so the experience that I had, um, what I would consider a very demonic experience, was when I was pregnant with Dalton, and Matthew was about two years old. And we lived at an apartment um, but we had a family bed. So um, that means that Matthew, his dad, and I would sleep in the same bed. And there were a few experiences that we had in, in that space, but um, the apartment complex that we lived at was actually across the street from a cemetery. It wasn't directly in front of the cemetery, but the whole complex was in front of the cemetery. And I was about just about ready to give birth to Dalton. And uh, just a few weeks um, before giving birth, I remember I was in bed and Matthew and Dalton, excuse me, Matthew and his dad were sleeping. And I remember waking up to seeing something at the foot of my bed. And I sat up and um, I remember seeing this it kind of looked like um, this skinless, it had a skin, but it was kind of like a paley white, um, bony, big-eyed creature or demon. And I remember um, it coming closer. And so I, I um, it was, it was, well, I was in bed, so it looked like it was it was pretty tall. Maybe, I don't know if I were to put a number to it, six foot, maybe? Um, I just knew there was something in front of me that wasn't supposed to be there. And he had these gross, skinny arms. And so when I sat up, he started approaching. And I put my arms across the bed, kind of like to uh, protect Matthew and his dad. And it got um, close to me, maybe um, um, a foot away from me, and it ripped off its arm. And I remember going, oh my gosh, that's disgusting. And then I just froze. I've never been that scared before, but I just froze. And when it ripped its arm off, it saw my reaction and it started to laugh. And then the scariest part of it 
was it came just about nose to nose with me. And I remember seeing just a, a pure hatred um, in, their, in the eyes. And that's all I could pick up was just a lot of hatred and just a sense of really pure evilness. And um, we weren't going to church at the time, but I, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't think of any verses. I had nothing. I was frozen in fear. So I um, closed my eyes. And the only thing, this is so silly, but this is honest truth. The only thing I could think of was seeing Jesus loves, loves me. And so I had my arm and it was stretched over and I remember singing Jesus loves me and then it went away well I I didn't realize it went away I think I just kind of um, opened my eyes and realized it was gone and that was so creepy I remember telling um, my mom and my dad and my older sister my younger sister and I was just so perplexed that that had happened to me. I'd never in my life had an experience like that. So it was uber creepy. Um, so yeah, that was my experience. That story always creeps me out every time I hear it. Yeah. Like never, never seems to fail. The intensity of that story just freaking gets me. Well, when was the first time you guys heard it? Um, like I said, I heard it when I was... We've always been pretty open about it. Yeah, we've been pretty open about it, but I think once me and Matt really started to notice things and experience these things, that's when she was more open to telling us about these stories. Nah, mom told me that pretty young. Like, I don't know. Okay, well, fuck me then. She told me later on, so... All right. Well, thank you for that. Thank you, mother, for your wonderful story. Uh, The first part being a part of the podcast is the scariest part of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I think that... You know, bouncing off of that one, my, we, there was a moment and a time and place where uh, a lot of things happened within a year and a lot of things were changing, emotions were everywhere. Uh, It was a hard, it was a rough time for us. So we were figuring stuff out. And I remember um, I was living in the house at 721 where just about everything takes place. Uh, And, you know, I would come home. And I would try to watch TV. Things would go off. There's always something there. So the way our house, the way 721 worked was you walked in, you had the entryway, and you walk a little bit more forward, like five steps forward. You got On the right, you have the hallway that goes all the way down. My bedroom, Matthew's bedroom on the left side. On the right side, the bathroom, my dad's bedroom, or my parents' bedroom on the right side. And if you turn left instead of turning right, you have the living room. And then uh, if you turn left immediately after if you open the door, it's like two steps in. You got the kitchen and the, the dinner table. So pretty simple setup. So, uh, you know, me and Matthew would hang out in the living room. We watch TV and we would always see this like little figure like crawling around in the hallway all the time. And Matthew remembers this because we always go, dude, what the fuck is that? Like, it would freak us out. It would never go past the hallway. It would never come into the living room, into any open space. It stayed in the hallway in somebody's room. I didn't know what room at the time. So, throughout the rest of the week, two weeks, I'm seeing this weird thing take place where this, I would, like, look and I would see this, like, shadow figure 
crawl and it was tiny and it would crawl to the bathroom or crawl away so we couldn't see it anymore um i remember going into matthew's room where matthew had a lot of weird energies there um i go into my parents room and there was just that 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 the energy in that room was very significant there was a you could tell it was a bigger a bigger energy it was way way more forceful um it put so much pressure and so normally when I feel pressures. I feel a lot of things. I feel it in my chest. So I have to like kind of pound my chest because I need to get on like a normal heart rate because I start to go crazy a little bit. And so me and Matthew are like, are kind of like not really talking about it, but we're seeing these things. We're experiencing things. And so um, I was having a really, really hard time sleeping every night. Um, I just felt like there was just, I, I just couldn't stop focusing on a certain corner of my room. And there was nothing coming to me. It just was very off. And the whole week through, before this specific experience happened, there were things moving in my room, things being put in different places, uh, things being thrown down. Um, and just a lot of aggressive energy was just throughout that hallway, my bedroom, and my mom's, my parents' bedroom. So, uh, I hate this fucking story. Um I had just come home from Biola or something, um, and I was doing a lot. So when I'd come home, I'd get really tired. Um, so I went and I lay down in my room. Oh, I think I'm gonna throw up. Um, and I was laying down and I was asleep. And I remember I had this dream. And in my dream, I was chasing something around the house, and I was trying to get it to leave, and I was yelling at it. I was like, in Jesus' name, get out. In Jesus' name, get out, running around yelling at it. And all of a sudden, it ran to my parents' room and went into their closet. So I ran in there, and it seemed to have gone away. So I went back to my room, and I laid down. And all of a sudden, I just, like, felt it run and it was running for Dalton's room so in my dream I got up and I ran and I stood in the doorway with my arms uh like arms and legs like bracing the doorway so it was like the demon and then there was me and I remember seeing the demon and it was again like my mom said like skinny armed although it wasn't like skinless like it had like some type of armor on I don't really know how to explain it um but it was drooling and I remember like it was drooling on me and it wanted to get in. And I was like, you're not getting in this room. Like in Jesus name, like get the fuck out of my house. And this is all in my dream. And so finally it takes off and I wake up. Only thing is, is that I fell asleep in my bed and I woke up standing in my brother's doorway with my arms against the, uh, the, the standing in the door with my arms against the walls and I was like exhausted and I just sat down on the floor and I started crying because I, like, I didn't know what to do I was like what the fuck is happening um, and I went to my room and I slept till the next day because it's just like exhausting I hate that story um, <clears throat> so uh, this was like the night previous to it like uh, Matthew was sleeping a lot he was exhausted and, uh, you know, same thing throughout the next day, going through energies. There's a lot of things going on in the house, unexplained phenomenon. You know what I mean? So uh, finally the night comes, and I always hated going to bed. Always hated going to bed because I had to sleep in my room, and I didn't like 
the energy. It just, everything felt super off and I was not getting rest. I just wasn't sleeping. Um, but the, the, the weird thing was, is I wasn't getting nightmares. I was getting throughout the week, I was getting instances of me waking up in the position of how I, where I was when I was like in my dream. So like not really like up standing up or anything, but like if I was like crouching down somewhere, like I would wake up with my arms, like kind of like crouched and pushed up against something. Like I was in that position. And this happened like for three nights in a row where I would wake up from my dream in the position that I was in my dream. Really weird, didn't know what's going on. So finally the night comes, I'm asleep. And I finally knock out around like two, three o'clock in the morning. And I like got into like probably one of the deepest sleeps I felt in a while. And I had this, this dream. The dream what I had was I was, I woke up on the same part where I was in the same bed and I get up and I'm looking and I look at that corner, the corner of my room that I've been staring at for weeks and weeks and weeks. I couldn't figure it out. And in that corner, I finally saw something. So what I saw was if you can imagine uh, you know, Gollum from Lord of the Rings, a very similar looking figure to Gollum where he had very pale skin, um, bony as heck, uh, more of more of a tannish color on him. Um, and I remember looking at him and just being like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like in, in my dream, which I know is a dream right now, like I was aware in my dream, I was standing up and I was looking at it. Like I was like, what the fuck? Like kind of leaned up on my bed. And so finally, like I'm making eye contact with it. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, do I just not do anything? But for some reason it felt super real. So finally, um, he starts crawling on all fours, like the creepiest crawl you can imagine, I guess. I don't know how to even explain the crawl, but it was so slow. And in, in my dream, it felt like it was like miles away. Like he just kept crawling and crawling and crawling and looking at you in the face, right? Like pure eye contact. And his eyes were like, when you wake up in the morning and you haven't had water in a while and you pee, like it was like dark yellow with just little black pupils just looking at you dead in the eye. Like you just felt like darkness from this thing. And it was crawling, crawling, crawling. And it wasn't a big, like it didn't seem like it was a big creature. It was maybe around three, four, five feet tall, maybe. And finally, like I can see it kind of like smile a little bit and it starts to run like on all fours, like hopping, running, running, running. And I remember not knowing what to do because it's coming faster. And this time it's actually, I actually feel like it's getting closer. So when the minute it comes and it's getting closer and closer, I pull out my fist to try and hit it. And when I go to hit it, I feel a bite on my arm and then I wake up. Now, when I wake up, I see this creature not biting my arm, but finally backing away very slowly. Right. And I see like exact things in my exact same thing in my dream where it was the same color, the same eyes. It was a it was a live creature in my room and I was looking at it dead in the eye and I, I looked at it and I like looked at my arm and there were imprints of a bite. And I was like, what the f 
what? I was like, is this happening right now? Like, is this really? I was in shock. I didn't know how to react to this. And I'm looking at it and it backs up and I can see it kind of smiling like it did its job. And it slowly backed up into the corner and then disappeared. And I was like, what? Well, what just happened? I don't, I don't understand. So I like don't know what else to do. And I was like, usually I would have Maggie in my room to sleep with me, but she was with Matthew that night. And so I get up and I book it out of my room so fast and I run into the living room because that's not, at that point in time, that was like the safest spot. I run into the living room and I just wait there the whole night in shock, looking at my arm. And like, it's, it was so weird because it felt so painful in the dream. But when I woke up, it was just like a little imprint. Like it, nothing, nothing much of anything. Like I didn't have a scar. Like it was just like a little red, but you could see the mouth mark. You know what I mean? Like it was there. And I was like, what the fuck? So finally Matthew gets up because Matthew couldn't sleep. Or my mom gets up and I tell them about this experience. And my mom went in there and I was like, mom, like you got to do something. Like, I don't, I don't know how to handle this. Like this isn't a spirit. Like this is a legit demon. And I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And so she goes in there and she prays and I go in there and I pray and it's the weirdest thing when you go in and you pray over a certain room and the pressure, the energy, the confusion you feel in general Mm -hmm. because it's trying to teach you like, hey, no, this is good. Yeah. Keep us here. Keep us here. Keep us here. So then you're, you're praying and you get confused. You're like, oh, maybe I should just stop. Like, what's the point? What's the point? It's just going to come back. Mm-hmm. And so you get these doubts continuing and while you're praying. And then you're trying like, no, no, no. Like, keep praying, keep praying. Yeah. And it's a constant battle. But the minute, the minute you break it and it finally goes, you know instantly that it's gone. Like, the entire atmosphere changes. Like, yeah. it feels lighter. Like, you didn't realize how heavy it was before, right? Like, uh-huh. it's the entire, like, gravity gets heavier when that stuff is around. Um, and then you feel it get lighter. Like, that, that's how I felt, like, when... Uh, I guess that was the night before my experience. And um, the, the way you explained that spirit that like like was always kind of standing over you yeah. and was like looking down at you and trying to get to my room, I felt that thing. Yeah. But it, I never felt it as a, I never saw it physically, but I would see this tall shadow in, my, in the corner of the closet or my, on my dad's side of where I slept. Yeah. And it always stayed in the closet. And I never, talking to Matthew about that, I was like, it always stayed in the closet, yeah. but it would come out. And like at that time, like me and Matt would normally take naps in my parents' bed just because it was the comfiest bed. So we just go and take naps there. Mm -hmm. But there was one point in time where we just couldn't do that anymore. Like there was just such an intense pressure that sleeping there literally was impossible. Sleeping anywhere in a house was kind of impossible at that point. Yeah. But the the day after that, that happened, um, that experience, I remember, I remember having that experience and then later on, like. I don't want to say chasing something out, but like getting something out of your room. And I remember it running away much like you described the way it came up to you. So it may not have been, there might've been two of them, which wouldn't surprise me at that house. But, um, but yeah, so I remember, you know, walking one to the door and just like guiding it out of the house and making sure it left. And, um, but that one was crawling much like you described. So, yeah. And about like three to four years later, I was, I, you know, I never got that thing out of my head every, every night I would think about it. And I was like, you know, maybe there's like, I heard about this thing called demonology. Like they, they describe demons and they die, like not diagnose you, but they can like figure out why a certain demon is attracted to you. So I just started 
<clears throat> I went on YouTube and just looked for like certain types of demons and they had they showed pictures and paintings of these different types of demons for different types of emotions and feelings and you know these type of personalities of these things and I finally saw one that almost looked identical and I can't I, I wish I remember I wish I looked this up today um, but it literally looked exactly like the thing I saw and it was from a certain type of emotion that that person is having or that could be attracted to that thing to invade your house and at that point our house was very vulnerable we didn't have the energy or the time to stop anything from coming in including a demon at that point in time where we apparently had like three or two at the same time in one house and this is all within a year we all had these experiences so one of the craziest things i've ever experienced and i still gives me chills makes me feel super like it, i might actually have a hard time sleeping tonight because i told the story um but it isn't fun you know like this this stuff is in it to me and matthew and to my family like this stuff is very real and it can definitely hurt you in a lot of different ways and with that stuff like you don't you don't mess around with demons you don't play with that stuff that shit is real and it will hurt you so mm -hmm. fast it's crazy you know, you definitely got to keep your guard up with emotionally for that stuff because it, it can get you so easily. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Didn't you say it was the demon of gluttony? That's what it was. That's what it looked like. Yeah, it did look like the demon of gluttony. But... Um, Is that why I tried to eat you? I don't know. I don't know what it was about, but it just that they were explaining like this is the type of demon that could be attached to gluttony because that's what a lot of people have seen. Mm. And then it looked like the demon that I saw. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, that stuff is crazy, but you know, like if you don't look for it, you know, usually I don't think it'll look for you. Um, but if you're in a very vulnerable state and you're not at your most aware self, there's definitely things that can follow you and be attracted to you. So, you know, be aware always. Yeah. Just be careful. And, um, you know, if stuff does start happening, make sure you go seek professional help and, you know. Keep your head on a swivel. Be safe. Yeah. Um, but I think that is probably our biggest story. Yeah, I think that's where we'll uh, pretty much end our stories for now we until next Spooktober. year. Spooktober. Spooktober has been fun, guys. I really hope you all enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, we're hopefully we can do it again next year. Well, thank what, you for what? telling these stories. I imagine you probably never want to tell them again. Oh, we're not going to retell these stories. Hell no. Heck no. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out other things to do for Spooktober, but... We've been planning on doing this like bang thing for, you know, for like a whole year now because yeah. it's, it's officially been a whole year of this podcast. Um, so it's uh, it's about time, it is you know, but time. we got we got these stories out. Matthew can finally go to sleep in about a month yeah. after he gets over this one. And, uh, you know, we'll figure it out from here. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening. It really does mean a lot for a whole year as well. It's crazy, man. Been yeah. talking to you for a whole year every Wednesday. Well, you've been Tuesday talking night. to me for about twenty something years now, but um, they've been listening to you talk to me for about a year. Fifty-two episodes, technically fifty-one and a half. We're gonna have one uh, next week, but that'll be our fifty-second episode. But calendar year, dude, three hundred sixty-five days, fifty-two weeks, fifty-two conversations in the books. That's a lot of talking, man. Yeah, man. I honestly didn't think we'd have that much to talk about over a year. Like, I thought it'd be like, okay, maybe after three weeks, we're going to be done with this. Well, I feel like 2020 gave us enough to talk about. 2020 was a roller coaster. So I, I feel like we didn't have to look that far for content. Nah, it's crazy. It, does, it doesn't even feel like it's been a year. Like, it feels like it's only been like, we're still fresh. I, everything still feels very new. Yeah. 
you know, like we still get excited to do this podcast. Granted, like we are a little bit busier and we are a little bit more tired. Um, but you know, we still work through it and we're still excited to talk to each other. So I think that's really cool to have that experience with you guys as well. Yeah. And you would think after, you know, 50 something weeks, we wouldn't have, you know, sound scares or anything like that. Yeah. We wouldn't have any sound issues, but we still do. David, uh, David keeps us on our toes. David almost did a little fuck up last week. He calls us, he texts Dalton because he didn't want to tell me that, he might have accidentally not recorded the entire thing, uh, but it all got worked out. Don't start calling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he said that because sometimes David the likes to do a little thing right where he <laughs> likes to record on his laptop and not on the actual audio of the microphones, and he gets it mixed up. And so, you know, there's a podcast where Matthew's just breathing into a microphone because that's all he get to focus on. Episode three. If you're listening to this episode as your first one, just go back but don't listen to episode three skip it do yourselves a favor yeah uh but you know at least from this year i think if we were all to listen back we could all see the improvements we made and the fuck-ups we made and uh it's been a roller coaster of of fun funny shit and me matthew arguing like two seconds before we started the podcast and coming out happy for a second and warming back up to each other uh (laughs) there's been a lot of stuff going on but it's it's definitely been worthwhile. Yeah, but uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll do next week. Will be like a yearly recap and a couple of fun topics. A little mini, to, and then just to end the year off, and we'll probably take a week off to reassess everything and then get back to it. Okay. But if you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. Uh, go ahead and leave a five star rating and a review at all of our podcast platforms, and go ahead and follow us at Drum Podcast on all of the social media platforms. Have a safe week. Um, have fun. Be safe this Halloween. Be spooky this Be Halloween. Be spooky. Go scare <gasps> someone. <gasps> Boo. <gasps> and as always, I'm your. We're your hosts. I'm Drum, and I'm Drummer, and we'll see you guys next week. Ha. Bye. Bye. Talk about that in a long time. That kind of almost got me a little emotional because it's mm-hmm. so scary.